Welcome to episode two of the Afterthought Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to break down that tragic loss against the Giants and talk about if the playoffs are still realistic. On our main segment, we're going to discuss sports betting and some strategies that have paid off with a special guest. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get after it. Hello, welcome back everybody to episode number two of the Afterthought. Thank you to everybody who listened to our first episode and I hope that you came back for round two because uh, we're, we're trying to spread some Eagles knowledge here and we're trying to, this is, this is, this is going to be therapy today, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to mm. be therapy because that game on Sunday is still tough to swallow and uh Let's just get right into it, honestly, um, because we both, I'm sure, have a lot to touch on. Uh, Alex, I'm going to kick this over to you for starters here. Two up, two down. Give me your two positives if you can. Oh, man, it's so hard um, to give some positives after that game. And, and let me just be the first to say this podcast was a great idea coming off of two really big wins. And we're kind of picking up some momentum. This this is painful. I'm not going to lie. Um, but if I do have to take away some positives from the game, I think first off, our defense actually looked really solid. There were really some good key performers that we saw. Derek Barnett had a fantastic game, and I don't even think he had any uh, offsides calls at all, which is a first in his world. Uh, Fletcher Cox was really good. We really did stop Saquon really well. Um, and I also think Avante Maddox has really earned that extension. Um, week in and week out, this guy is just showing he has so much heart, and he really wants to play um and if he's not right on the ball he's right there made some really big plays he had that really big third down play um uh to to get the ball back into the eagles hands and unfortunately jalen rieger did what he did more to come on that but um really thought that avante had a fantastic game and if i had to give another positive uh once nick got his head out of his ass um he did show us that the eagles can be a running team And let's face it, Boston Scott isn't the most elusive running back in the NFL. And the fact that he was able to make a significant impact and really lead us back down the field, I thought was really big. Um, That really shows that those guys up front are doing a really good job and our running backs are just being able to capitalize on it. What about you, man? What are your two positives? That was a pretty good job at being positive. I got to say, I still felt (laughs) some positivity, which is which which is not going to be easy. Um, I'm going to kind of follow your lead on, on one point that you made. Uh, so my, my first, my, my first positive is Avante Maddox. Um, yeah. Being able to get production in the secondary has been very refreshing between him and Darius Slay and even Nelson. I mean, he's, he's been, he's been pretty solid for the most part. It's, it's not like past years where we're just used to seeing Ronald Darby and, and, Oh God, Carrie Williams. I don't, I don't even want it. It's there's so many in the past that just uh, were, were complete failures. Nambi awesome. Well, let's not even go there. Uh, so to see Avante Maddox making plays, he almost had that one interception uh, bobbled it a little bit before he went out of bounds, but he was just, it seemed like it was oh, a yeah. hawk. He was every, he was everywhere. Um, and to kind of add on to that, my second positive, I'm going to keep it on the defensive side of the ball. Cause that's about as, as much positivity <laughs> as I can find, but just the fact that the defense gave the Eagles a chance to win that game. Like yeah. it, despite how 
awful that it, it it was hard to watch the game was incredibly hard to watch it was sloppy we were just it was just a constant struggle but to even be able to get the ball back with a minute left in the game to to, to force the three and out to get the ball back um I thought that was huge we only had one sack on the day but Saquon he rushed 13 times for 40 yards 32 of his, of his 40 yards came on one play. So other than that, he had 12 rushes for eight yards. Uh, so I, I feel like the defense has really been playing great lately and, and gave the Eagles an opportunity to win. So those are the positives. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think I am totally aligned with you on that. Um, and like I said, I, I don't think there's too many positives that, that we can take away from that. Um, why don't you tell us about your two negatives? I know there's probably so many that you have here, um, but what are the top two that, that stuck out to you? Cause you knew we were going to talk about this on Tuesday night. I think because you did such a great job of, of, uh, of ripping Jalen Reger last week. I think I'm going to let you do the same again. So I'm going to touch on some, some other things without, without the low hanging fruit necessarily. I'm locked um, and loaded. Off, I'm ready. I'm uh, ready to talk about Jalen Rieger. I'm locked and loaded. I can't so, wait. so you do your, your two, and then we're going to give, we're going to give the people what they want on my thoughts on Jalen Rieger. Oh God, the, the boxing gloves are, are on. Um, so to start off. Yeah. I, I feel like the Eagles came out of the gate and they just, they got away from what has made them successful this season, or at least the past couple of weeks run the ball. And, and I, I think that a trend that I'm noticing is that I think this team and, and Nick Sirianni, there is a little bit of a panic when, when, tra- when trailing, when the Eagles are playing from behind, they, it seems like they want to get it all back that next drive and they want to get it back right away. It, we, we need to just maintain patience, keep running the ball. The, the offensive line absolutely dominated the number one run defense in the NFL last week. They, they should have had no, and they really didn't. They didn't have many issues this week. Uh, you know, Hertz eight runs for seventy-seven yards. Uh, uh, Boston Scott had fifteen for sixty-four. Sanders had nine for sixty-four, which was you know over seven yards a carry. He did have a nice uh, twenty-seven yard run there. Um, so they had success running the ball, and those those uh, the, the read options. The, I mean, they they seemed to work. It, it, I would, I would like, I feel like I would be fine seeing that every single play, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, you got, you got to throw, you got to throw the ball every, every once in a while. So that brings me to throwing the ball and the person who, who throws the ball, uh, Jalen hurts. So 14 for 31 for 129 yards, three interceptions, a QB rating of 17.5. And it was every bit as ugly as those statistics suggest. And the worst play of the game and of the year uh, eight seconds left in the first half. Just you, you need points. You need to put points on the yep. board and to, yep. to it's, if there's nothing there, you throw the ball away and you kick a field goal to, to try making something out of nothing and letting the clock run down as much as he did before getting rid of the ball. It's just like you, you need, you need to be smarter than that. Um, so yeah, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard barely were targeted, and yep. then uh, you, you know who um, led the team with seven targets. And I hope that I never have to say you know who led the yeah. team in targets. Um, so so with that, I'm going to send uh, this over back to you, so you can talk about you know who uh, because <laughs> I don't even want to say I don't want to say his name. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, my two negatives are 
Jalen Hurts is consistently inconsistent. Um, you know, a positive thing is that he doesn't tend to have the same types of weeks twice. Uh, some weeks we're talking about how he's done okay with the deep ball and he's hit open receivers and he's hit Smitty and he's done some good things. Um, his QBR, I think, was 17.9 this game. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people want to rip on Nick Sirianni for this. Listen, Nick called a really bad game. I, I think Nick truthfully was buying into the media hype that the Eagles are this running team. And he tried coming into New York to catch them off guard. He said, you know what? We're going to pass the ball. We're going to try to catch them flat footed. They're going to bring other people down into the zone to try to stop the run. And we're going to be smarter than them. Nick, you're not the smartest guy in the NFL. You're not doing anything new here. And he should have, he should have knocked that off the second or third drive. I, but the thing is, Andrew, is we had the ball in the red zone multiple times. Nick can't tell Jalen where to throw it to. Jalen is in control of his own destiny once he drops back there. And when you're throwing it into the end zone, you're trying to play hero ball. We saw what happened with Carson Wentz last year when he tried to play too much hero ball. That's on Jalen. I can't blame Nick for getting us in a position to get us into the red zone. I don't think Nick Sirianni called a good game, but that was a cupcake game. That game was given to us on a silver platter. We had way Mm -hmm. more red zone opportunities than they had. It's just very poor coaching. I'm sorry, very, very poor play by our quarterback. I'm not giving up on Jalen um, Hurts, that is. Um, I'm giving up on the other Jalen. But I, I do think <laughs> I do think that Jalen will bounce back. Um, but it's, just a, it's, it's a huge shame given, given what happened. And then that leads me to my second negative for the game. And it's, it's, it's obviously Jalen Rieger. And I talked a little bit about this last week. Here's my issue with Jalen Rieger. Russell Wilson goes out last night on Monday night and absolutely blows the game, comes back near the end and blows the game. Russell Wilson throws an interception in the Super Bowl to cost their team a victory. But Russell Wilson is one of the most renowned players in the NFL. He's on most people's top 10 list, maybe even top five, depending on who you ask. Why? Because he's a playmaker. Russell Wilson's a game changer. But Russell Wilson has bad days. The problem with Jalen Rieger is he has no desire whatsoever to be a playmaker. Andrew, the last time we were down in the Meadowlands, we had the punt come to us with under one minute left. What did we do the last time we were there? Deshaun Jackson runs it back for a touchdown because Deshaun Jackson's a playmaker. Jalen Rieger in the same position, being able to have all of the weight and glory on his shoulders, took the short way out of bounds and didn't even try to do anything. Bro, if you drop the ball, at least you tried. Like if you're trying to run it back and you get hit, at least you tried. What are you running out of bounds for? The ball came right to you. They didn't kick it out of bounds. They made the same mistake in the same decade. They didn't run it out of, they didn't kick it out of bounds. Why are you doing that? Jalen Rieger is not a playmaker. Also, on that third down, or I think it was second or third down, Jalen Rieger is running across the field. Almost throws an interception. Jalen hurts to him. You know why? Jalen Rieger was slowly jogging across the field. He gave up. You know, this game was the biggest stage this man has ever been on in the NFL because Lord knows we did nothing last year to show for this. The amount of effort this guy puts into this game is astonishing because it's nothing, nothing. 
Our rivals blow it on Thanksgiving. You play your most meaningful game you've ever had in the NFL thus far. And that's, that's, that's the energy you come with. It's inexcusable at this point. So forever, this man's destiny is going to be that he's just not a playmaker. So that's my rain on Jalen Hurts. I could literally, I mean, I'm sorry, Jalen Rieger, I could talk about this for hours, but that's my biggest takeaway from the game. It's not the drops. I can look past the drops. Nelson Aguilar had drops. Nelson Aguilar made plays once in a while, though. Jalen Rieger, I can't think of one major play that this man has made been here. Dropping the mic. You know what's funny? And rant. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? I almost feel opposite in the sense that, you know what? Fine. Collect the punt, run out of bounds. I don't care. As long as you secure that ball and you give the offense an opportunity to, to take the field, fine. I've seen enough stupid special teams play over, over the span of the NFL this year where people are just like just boneheaded plays, touching balls when they should just be letting them go or just bobbling, just bobbling catches in general. You know what? Fine. Run out of bounds. I, you know, you don't want, you don't want to go for a return. Okay. However, those just those last two plays, it's like you have this beautiful opportunity to just get back in the good graces of the city that is already pretty fed up with you because, you know, we passed up on an all pro talent, Justin Jefferson, to, to get I, I would rather I, I think I would rather have Nelson Aguilar like I when looking at yeah. both, it's like I, I can't. I can't even hate on Nelson Aguilar. At least the Super Bowl season, that that dude stepped up. Um, I, I don't know. Like we're going to see how mentally tough Rager is, but it's it's got to be tough to bounce back from. Like to me, this is his Ben Simmons passing up on a on a layup. You know, this is just those catches looked like layups. Like they they. So yeah. Um, extremely, extremely, extremely frustrating. Let's kind of take a turn and let's, let's try our best to put this behind us and look forward to next week. We're going right back to the same place, same exact stadium to take on the jets. Hopefully that (laughs) means that the Eagles are used to the smell and used to the feel of the grass slash turf. Um, Give me your what what do you want to see this upcoming week and what are your predictions? Yeah, well, I also think there's a huge unknown about who's going to be starting at quarterback. Um, right before we hopped on, I saw that Gardner Minshew's taking first team snaps. Um, apparently, Jalen Hurts hurt his ankle during that game, which is another thing we should be worried about. If Jalen Hurts is a pocket quarterback, we just got a glimpse of what a Jalen Hurts pocket quarterback only looks like last weekend. Um, we may be in for a little bit of a surprise on, on what happens when he can't use his feet. Um, listen, it's the jets. Um, I, I think this should be a pretty easy game, but those same jets beat the Bengals that just absolutely embarrassed the Steelers this, this weekend. Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. I think our defense is probably going to win this game for us. When I think of the Jets, I think of when we signed Orlando Scandrick back for that one season and we ripped the ball of Luke Falk's hands and ran it back for a touchdown. That's the type of game I think it is. Um, If I'm giving you a prediction, I'm going to say 23 Eagles, six Jets. Whoa. Defense keeping it going. Absolutely. Defense just shutting all of New York down, apparently. Um, I, you know, I am kind of curious if Gardner Minshew ends up playing because Hertz is banged up. If he comes out and plays 
really well and is throwing the ball accurately. Like I'm, I'm not like, I like Minshew. I think he's a fine backup. I'm not going to say, I want this guy to be our starter. You know, I, I want to see what hurts has. I want to see if, if the potential's there. Um, but I am excited. I, you know, it was kind of fun watching Minshew run around on the Jaguars last year and, and making some things out of nothing. He definitely has um, some highlight real ability in him and, and can, can def- he can throw the long ball much better than than Hertz can. Um, so if if he is the starter, I'm I'm very curious. And I'm also it, it seems like this could this could have the making of a controversy, which I'm hoping is not the case. Um, but, yeah, the defense just has to has to they should be confident at this point. They can't let off the gas. They're playing a worse offense, honestly, than what they played this week. And they shut down this week's offense pretty well. So um, stick to the run. You know, uh, let's you know, kind of see what Minshew has if 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 that's if that's what the script calls for. But um, just just stick to 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 what got you you know success in the past this season. So it should be a W. I really don't want to have to come on next week and talk to you about uh, a about more sad things. Um, so so let's let's get a W this weekend because the Jets are as sad as it gets when it comes to football. Yeah. So what's your score prediction? Score prediction. You said 23. I do. I do like that number. I'm going to go. I'll go 26. I'm going to go 26 to the Jets. 15, 26, 15, five, five field goals for the Jets. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. And let's do this next part really quick. Um, we, I think if we don't make the playoffs this season, which I think our, our chances are probably more likely that we won't at this point, we'll be able to trace it back to, to this weekend's right. Um, Dallas losing on Thanksgiving, everything coming up this Thursday is actually pretty interesting though, because we are fighting for a wild card spot with the saints who are starting Taysom Hill this week. And mm-hmm. if the Cowboys lose, we're really not, I mean, we're not better off, but it's almost like we, we whatever happens on Thursday is going to go into our favor. I think actually it works out a little bit better that Dallas wins. Uh, Cause I don't think our, our, our opportunity of winning the division is really high at this point. But then again, if, if Dallas loses to this, you know, broken, beaten, battered saints team, they have bigger things to worry about than maybe we can. Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts here on, on this Thursday? And oh, it also looks like that Mike McCarthy, the, the Cowboys head coach, has COVID. So he's not going to be coaching either. Right. So what do you want to actually see this Thursday? Cause I'm trying to sit here, rattle my brain. Let's do two minutes and we'll move on to our next segment. I really, am just, I'm focused on the Eagles. I don't even really, to be honest, I, I I'm not even really thinking about trying to catch Dallas. It is definitely feasible, but I think that the Eagles are still in charge of their own destiny. They play Washington, twice and they play the giants one more time if they can go three and three against the nfc east this year that's a huge success um it's just there's it's there's only a handful of good teams so it's just like there's just this this hodgepodge of teams that are kind of that are just kind of on the cusp um so i I don't know i think the eagles are probably going to need they're going to need some help. I don't know. I'm I'm still going to say yes, though. I'm going to say yes. They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, really? I'm excited to see. I, I do. I do. I don't know why. I'm just going to try to be optimistic for once in my life and see where that takes me. Um, yeah. There's no, no rhyme or reason. I just I I 
I, it's really just the strength of schedule. I think that we're still better than these teams that we're going to be finishing the season against. And, um, you know, I hope that, that this week was just, just kind of made them check themselves. Like, you know, we're, we're not all that, like we need to get back to, we need to get back to the drawing board and, and, and play some, some good football. Yeah. So no. I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's likely at this point, as far as Thursday goes, um, I don't care. I want to see Dallas lose. I hate that team. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. you know, we, we've talked about if we incorporate, we want our name or like official legal name to be Dallas sucks LLC. We've <laughs> thought about naming the podcast Dallas sucks. I, I hate that team. I don't even care if it helps us. I, I want to see them lose. So, well, awesome. <laughs> well, Hey guys, well, that was an awesome, uh, first half. Um, you know, I think it was good to get a little bit of therapy out of the way, talk about it and go through God. our problems. On our next segment, we are going to be joined by the first ever special guest on the Afterthought Podcast. And we're going to dive Uh-oh. into your world a little bit more revolved around sports betting. You guys are not going to want to miss this. Um, a lot of really good tidbits of information coming your way. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome to Cooking with All Pups. You know, there's one thing that I really like, and that's snacking during football games. But I will caution you, the following is not dietitian's advice. In fact, my doctor strictly suggests you not follow any of these recipes. So our first recipe here is a cheesesteak egg roll. And a cheesesteak egg roll is something that is near and dear to my heart as somebody from the Philadelphia area. So to make this, it's pretty simple. Go down to the grocery store, Grab yourself some wonton wrappers. You need some frozen cheesesteak, and I caution you, do not use steakums. Those things are just downright nasty. Get yourself some shaved steak. You can find it either in the fresh meat section, or oftentimes you'll find it with the frozen stuff. And get a little bit of peppers and onions, dice that stuff real well, and toss it into a pan. You want to pre-cook this. Give it a nice little fry, get it all cooked and ready to go. Next thing you want to do is grate up a little bit of cheese. I personally like either a little provolone or the Philly traditional favorite, Whiz. Nothing like a Whiz Whip. Now we're going to do something that's getting a little bit technical, so all you home cooks may recognize this terminology as mise en place. That just means getting all your stuff ready. Lay out a little bit of pile of your steak, a little pile of your cheese, and then lay out your little egg roll wrappers. Put those in front of you pointing to your chest. Now you're ready to assemble like a pro. Take a little bit of steak meat, maybe about a tablespoon or so, sprinkle it with a little bit of cheese, and put it in the middle of your egg roll. Now you're going to fold this up like an envelope. So you take the front point, you fold it up over the meat, then you take the sides and you fold it in. Now before you roll it up, you want to wet down the little leading edges there that are left open on the open flap of your envelope. Roll that up and set it down with that side down so that they they can seal shut. That'll hold it tight close. The last step is the fry, and you want to take a little shallow pan of oil, maybe an inch of oil in there, and you want to heat that up to about 350 degrees. Take about two or three of those ready-to-go egg rolls, drop them in the oil, and fry them until they're GBD. That's golden brown delicious, because brown equals flavor. Last thing to do is get your sauce together. I'm big on a little sriracha mixed with ranch dressing. Don't start too late or you'll miss the kickoff. Back to the studio, guys. This has been Cooking with All Pups. All right, and welcome back to the Afterthought Podcast. We have our very first guest, 
on the Axe Podcast, I want everyone to give a hand for Brian Five. Brian, how are you? Doing good, guys. How you guys doing? So how does it feel to be the first guest on the Afterthought Podcast? Oh, I'm honored. Uh, obviously, I've known Mr. Rubin for quite some time, and AF, we've gotten close over the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, I heard your first one. It was great, and I'm happy to be here for the second. So just know, boys and girls and everybody that's listening, with enough hard work and determination, you too can be on your friend's podcast. That's right. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> So I wanted to do this segment today um, because you both are heavily involved in sports betting and you have a process down. Um, I know Andrew has explained it to me is that he almost treats it like a part-time job. Um, you know, there's a huge craze nowadays with FanDuel and all these other apps. You know, I'm a casual better. I put, you know, five, ten dollars down a game. I usually end up losing, but then I see you guys hitting it big and you have spreadsheets and all this type of information that you have. And I think it'd be really beneficial to our listeners to gain some insight from you on, you know, what are some of those things that you're doing? What's working and what are you actually tracking? Before we kick this off, though, this is not financial advice. I actually don't suggest anybody do any sports gambling of any. So FCC, stay at bay. Do not come after us. We are not giving financial advice on here. But if you are a degenerate and you want to throw money around, continue to listen. So, Brian, I'm going to start this first question on to you. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about your process when you're tracking these bets and doing things, you know, walk us through what a successful bet looks like to you. Wow. That's a great start. Um, it totally depends. Uh, we can use football as an example, obviously injuries play a huge factor throughout the season. So if you can get a really good team, that's getting a guy back or, 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 Mm. or a so-so team that maybe just lost somebody, Mm -hmm. um, Vegas obviously always moves those lines super quickly. Um, if you see somebody questionable, for example, maybe you can jump in and get a line better on a Wednesday than say Sunday morning. Um, if you have the opportunity to do that, obviously that's huge. Um, but I don't know necessarily that I favor one kind of bet over another. Uh, I feel like I do these little parlays more than anything where, um, mm-hmm. you know, not that they're outlandish and they're not going to happen because I have my, you know, fair share of them that seem to work out, but uh, you know, the little $5 dagger that ends up winning a couple hundred is, you know, more fun than putting a hundred dollars on a game that it's just one game. So I do like to it. it. I don't have my, my spreadsheets aren't as in depth as Mr. Rubens. Those are pretty fantastic, but, uh, I, I do my fair share. Yeah, Andrew. So I'm curious from your 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 side of things. You know, I saw one of your little screenshots. You were having a really good day. A lot of your bets were in the green, and you had some really interesting ones, like Russell Gage over under 49 yards. Like, walk me through what goes through your mindset. Like, how do you know to do that? Is this as an educated guess? How do you explain what a good bet looks like to you? <sighs> well, so I do subscribe to a site that does, um, they do their own projections. And it's not a very expensive subscription. Uh, me and a friend both collectively went on it, it went in on it together. Um, and what we do basically is we take, we take their projections and then we compare the projections to specific player prop lines. And what we're looking for is variance. So vari- if, if it has the variance of 15 to 20%, we feel pretty strong that it's going to be a good bet. So wow. what do I mean by, 
what do I mean by variance? Um, say, uh, let's say Russell Gage, weird, weird, random player, um, over under 30 and a half yards, but he's, the projection is showing 45. Um, that's like over a 20% variance. Um, so yeah, you're, you're basically just, you're just looking to compare that player prop line against the projection and the higher percentage, the variance, the better play it is. I need to keep a spreadsheet. Otherwise I will just be making, I, I will just, ha- I will be completely irresponsible and just betting stupid things. And Brian, I actually have to like, I'm, I am kind of like out of parlays. I have had such bad luck with parlays and I've just kind of come to the conclusion that it's like, even if any, any, any sport, any given day, if I take three parlays or if I take a parlay and all three legs or all four legs of everything is a favorite, one is always bound to lose. Mm -hmm. It is so hard to predict. It is so hard for all the chips to go your direction. Um, So I've kind of just stuck to just the single bet player prop. Um, sometimes the sites do have promotions where you can bet a parlay risk-free and if you lose, you'll get your money back. So that's always a good way to go. If you're just trying to throw crap against the wall, you know, to see what sticks, but, um, but yeah, I, I like the player props. That's kind of been my bread and butter since I've started. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. You know, for me, I do a lot of the parlays because listen, I'm not throwing a lot of money into this. Like I said, five or $10 a game, but to your point last night, I actually had the under on DK Metcalf the over on Tyler Lockett. I had the over on Antonio Gibson, but I needed Terry McLaurin to score. And I lost that parlay because scary Terry didn't get into there. Brian, what's your success rate look like? Like on a given Sunday, how many parlays are you running and how many times are you hitting? Because from my understanding, you're up most weekends. So, So walk me through, you know, what is your success rate look like? Up until the last two weekends, I was up a bunch. The last two weekends have been brutal. Um, <laughs> I had last night, for example, just like you, Scary Terry, not uh, didn't hit his over for me. Uh, the yardage, I think it was like 57 and a half or something like that. I don't remember what he finished with, but that was uh, Scary Terry ruined it for me last night. Um, it totally depends. I feel like uh, uh, college football has been brutal recently, uh, at least the last couple of weeks. I know I actually had a large one yesterday. I'm sorry, not yesterday, Saturday. That would have been big. Ohio State decided to not play well, uh, and that ruined it for me. I went 10 for 11, which, of course, sucks because you're only losing 20 bucks, and it's not a big deal, but 20 bucks would have won 1,300, so that would have been a good time. Um, There were a lot of favorites, I'll be honest. I know that 20 to win 1,300 doesn't sound so great. Um, I took a lot of the um, money lines of the favorite teams, and that's why it was not as high as it might have been. Uh, but it, it was brutal to see 10 of 11 hit. Uh, so that's a, uh, as far as percentage, even if it's only 15%, 20%, you're certainly not hitting them all. If I was hitting them all, you know, I would have a very wealthy podcast, just like you two gentlemen. Um, I, I, I would say it's between 15 and 20%. And again, the parlays aren't for like 75, a hundred, $200 each. These are smaller bets. That of course, when they hit, it's exciting to just see the triple figures on a five dollar bet. So, so since you're telling me about these games where you put twenty to win thirteen hundred, and you've gotten so close to that, have you ever won one of those before? Um, the the best one I've ever hit was was like six legs, and uh, 
it was one of the free bet ones where it was $25. And then of course, if it lost, you got it back, but it was, it was still the same thing. $25 won like 903 or something like that. Sure. But it was, it was, it was a nice one, but, uh, but again, that was, that was probably more spreads than again, it was only, it was only a five leg or a six leg. So it wasn't uh, as crazy as 11. Once you go over like seven, they just, then every time you add a leg, the, the, it like doubles, triples, quadruples your winnings. It's 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 ridiculous just to see the number go up. So so here's what I'm getting from listening to you too. We have Andrew who's science based and he's oh, yeah. very methodical and has all of this. And then we have Phi. It just sounds like sometimes you get really lucky. And there are certain card. trends that you see that that do all of this. So so Andrew, same question back to you. You know, I'm curious because you have well, um, I, I want to ask how many apps do you guys all have downloaded? Because I've done a little bit of research and there's so many different promotions and line shopping and discrepancies. I, I think a big misconception is, is everybody thinks that Vegas is like one entity and everybody follows that one entity, but lines, odds can have some variance, right? And and when you talk about a variance between like plus 100 to if you're really new at sports betting, plus 100 is winning your money back um, to plus 150, which is one and a half times. That's a 50% variance, which, you know, the stock market is only yielding you 8% a year and people base their whole retirement off 8%, right? So Andrew, a little bit of a loaded question. Um, how many apps do you have downloaded? And how many bets do you have out on a given week? Because I think the number is pretty high. <laughs> oh boy. Well, <laughs> since you asked this, since you asked so nicely, Alex. Uh, and, and first off, uh, Scary Terry also ruined a parlay for me last night. It, it was only like 10 bucks to win 50, which, but like, yeah, I will take that. That is, that's gas money, baby. Um, so Scary Terry is, is in the all hate club for, for the three of us. Um, how many apps do I have downloaded? Without counting, I'm, I'm going to, I think, I think I have eight. It's no less than okay. seven. That's not bad. That's um, not bad. It's basically every app that is legal in Pennsylvania because <laughs> why not? Like, like you said, every single one of these apps has some sort of sign-on promo where they're just giving away free money. So especially if you're going in on things with a partner, if you're both getting risk-free bets, it's like you can both bet the same thing. One of you is getting your money back and then you can just kind of like tag team and just try to just try to split things. I, I think that there's always a way to try to find free money somehow. And I think that that's mm. kind of what I stick to. So, you know, I can, I can sit here and sound like a complete degenerate by telling you that like, I have 30 bets, you know, this past, uh, this, this, <laughs> this past weekend. I mean, even tonight, like I big on basketball props. Um, and I have a ton of money invested in CJ McCollum tonight because Damian Lillard, uh, is ruled out and bet MGM had a lineup that, none of the other sites had. So BetMGM had uh, CJ McCollum points plus assists and also points plus rebounds, both over under 24 and a half. The other sites, which already had accounted for the Damian Lillard news, had that number 30 or 31. So I just got like, I got a huge discount on that. So like when you see that kind of value, Mm. you have to pound it. I mean, it's just like- if I don't, if I don't hit it, it's just, it's, it's bad luck. But like when you have, when he's projected, I don't know, 35 points plus rebounds and I'm betting on 25, it's like the numbers are in my favor. So let's, let's let it ride and see how tonight goes. Yeah. How about no, you, Brian? I, 
No, that's good. Uh, I don't. I definitely don't do the basketball as much as I did uh, for bad luck reasons. Don't be a homer, friends. Anybody who's betting, don't bet on your home teams all the time. That it just it drives you crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sixers, Flyers. I'm talking to you. Um, it just it's just just don't do it. Um, as far as uh, the app question, I'm probably in that same boat too. Uh, I have family in New Jersey, so of course I'm over there. And now I double dip, which is too many apps. But uh, it's 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 probably about ten to twelve uh, with all the stupid apps. It's it's it really is ridiculous. And of course, most of the PA ones then have a New Jersey app. Uh, Foxbet, of course, has both, and MG, BetMGM has both. Like they all, a lot of them have both. So it's it's a bit crazy. Um, yeah, and to our listeners, oh, oh, well, hold on, really quick. And, and to our listeners that that may not be aware of this, the the sports betting is now legal, but your phone has to geolocate you in a certain area. So sometimes, if you are in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, you'll have different promotions. Um, there was one that Penn State is called for the love of the game, or something that FanDuel does where essentially every hundred people that sign up for this bet, the odds go up more. So I think it was like Penn state had to lose by like 140 points and you would win basically your money back. Uh, So it's an easy way to double it, but that was only available in Pennsylvania. So my New Jersey friends that found out about that were 15 minutes away. We're driving over to Pennsylvania, pulling over on the side of the road, probably looks like an idiot there. The phone geolocated them. They made their bet and they drove back. And that is legal. You are able to do that. My question to you both is, with having 8 to 12 apps, how do you know about all the promotions that are there? Is there like a website or a service, a Discord? How are you finding out all this information and knowing where to where to drive? Brian, I'll go to you. I uh, There is a Twitter handle that I follow that they now got so big that they have Instagram and they have Discord and they have Twitch and they have whatever. But uh, they, uh, I can plug them if you want me to, whatever. Picks wise, they seem to mm. post literally every promotion that any, uh, all the new user promotions that are out there, you know, bet this to get, you know, this game and anything that's to a specific game, they post all those. Um, so just to actually see them all in one place is huge. I I don't know that I would have the wherewithal to log into all eight and see what promotions are running on a given day. Um, again, definitely not without a spreadsheet. I wouldn't be able to keep it all straight. Um, but I mean, that's, that's what I do. I, they have a list of them and then I see if there's a few that I like fine, but um, that's kind of, that's kind of how I do that. Andrew. Yeah. I use it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I use a, I, I'm going to have to, you know what, I might, I might have to make the switch to picks wise. I use a, a website called Odd Shopper and it'll basically list the player props. And if you, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you the best line. And if you click, it'll list all of the, all of the sites in that state and list, you know, what, what the, what the line is. So you can kind of find the best, uh, the best value that way. Um, uh, what did I want to say? I don't remember. What did you, what did, what else did we talk about, Brian? <laughs> what did you just ask, Brian? We, we, we talked about line shopping, geolocating in different states. Geolocating, different states. yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. I had, I had, <laughs> it's, it's funny. So I actually, I had a wedding uh, this past summer in, in Quincy, Illinois, everyone's destination. Um, and Illinois does have legal sports betting. However, you could not be geolocated unless you were physically inside of the casino that the, wow. that the sports betting app is associated with. So it's like, if you had to go, if you had to hop 
from casino to casino in Pennsylvania, New Jersey to like be able to get approved. That could, that could be a little, a little, uh, a that, little hectic, but that, but that like, must be new. I'll bet that changes. There's yeah, no, I, it, there's no way. That's crazy. It, it, it was crazy. Um, and it's like, every time I see these, these bet Caesars, Caesars rewards commercials, I, that needs, that needs to get here. I feel like they got some juicy promos and I'm just chopping at the bit. Um, but to your, to your guys point, like, I, I, I love that. It's just like, yeah, you can literally cross the bridge to New Jersey and, you know, get, take advantage of some promotion and then come on back. Like I've traveled a lot farther for a lot less. So I am so about that strategy. It's like this, you know, come on, this is a business people. We got to make some money. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing that I'm hearing that's consistent between you two, especially to people that are newer to betting is there's a lot of free money out there. There's a lot of promotions and a lot of way for you to get into this. Like I said, I don't endorse it. Don't come after me. Anybody this is not financial advice, but there are ways that you can do this. Um, my dad came over to our house on Thanksgiving and we, there was a friend's giving promo on FanDuel. I referred him. He opened an account, made a $10 bet. He got $100 in site credit. I got $100 in site credit. He also got a casino bonus, as I did too. That's $200 in free money to be able to do this. You spread that across eight to 10 apps, betting five or $600 doesn't really seem like that. It doesn't really seem impossible when you have this. Funny thing, my dad is actually playing the craps game on FanDuel Casino. <laughs> He's up like $200. And I'm like, that is like such a scam. Like there's no way, but I guess maybe it's regulated in anything. So that's what seemed, that's what really stuck out to me about this segment is there's so many opportunities. Figure it out yourself. There's not a defined science, right? You, you, you can look at variants. You can see what the consensus of what people are thinking that there is. Or Brian, you can kind of just go on your gut get some free promos, throw some money into there and see what sticks. And once in a while, you know, you may lose 15, 20 bucks over the course of weeks, but then you'll hit 900 and make it big. What are other, some like tricks and tools to the trade that other people may not be aware of when, when they're thinking about, you know, sports betting as a whole. I mean, I'll, I'll chime in here. I, I think it's very easy to go on tilt or try to make all of your money back. If you suffer a really, defeating loss um and you know like we used to play poker in in high school i mean like back in like the early 2000s it was all over espn everybody's playing poker and um yeah it's like you know you would lose a big hand and then it's just like screw it i'm going all in and so like i think people can can tend to fall into that trap and also like these really juicy promos that these sites dangle like you were talking about i believe it's a spread the love where it's like yeah every however many people bet then they spread the like, love. that team gets it yeah it's free money it's just like yeah you're you're guaranteed to win um i mean it's a great ploy to get people onto these apps but then once people are onto the apps are they going to be able to to get out are they going to be able, or, or are they going to enjoy that first win so much that they're just like oh this is great yeah. i'm just going to keep so I, I think just kind of like just you have to be patient and you have to just not be impulsive, um, which is not always easy, especially when it comes to money. It really dictates our, our stress levels, but I think you just have to, you just have to be patient. And they say, if you win 55% of your bets, then you are doing great. So that is my goal. 55% win percentage. 55. Sheesh. You can hit that, right? (laughs) You can hit that. That's easy. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point just about getting it sucked into, right? Like you you win it big, 
you know, it's releasing all sorts of endorphins. Um, listen, like I'm, I'm watching Monday night game last night and I'm like sitting at the edge of the bed and my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just need Terry McLaurin to score a touchdown. Then I'll win <laughs> $90 on a $5 bet. Um, but I hear that. And, you know, to anybody listening, you know, just, just definitely be careful, keep your guard up. Um, it can definitely be addicting, um, but they do have helplines. I think 1-800-GAMBLERS, a number you can call if you have, you know, any issues or anything here. Well, wrapping up our episode today, Brian, any closing remarks? No, not really. I mean, Ruben hit it. I was going to, don't chase. You absolutely cannot yeah. chase. Don't, it's the worst thing you can do. The whole, you just keep falling deeper and deeper and deeper and <laughs> really don't do it. Um, thankfully, I've never gotten to that point. Uh, that would be terrible. But, um, you know, again, prop bets are for people, parlays for people. It depends. So kind of dabble wherever you can, see what you like, see what you don't, and then go from there. Cool. Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and thank you, everybody out there that has been tuning in for our second episode. We are always trying to get better. So please provide us feedback, send us direct messages. Our email is Dallas Sucks to the number two bad at gmail.com feel free to drop us a line there um we are actually working to get on apple Podcasts right now and i think by this time tomorrow we'll be on spotify so make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode on next week's episode we are going to hopefully bring some good news on what happened against the Jets. And hopefully that may change our playoff picture race. We are also going to dig a little bit into the world of collectible sports cards, specifically football cards. It's something I actually started doing at the start of the pandemic. And I actually sold a card this week for just under $900. You're not going to want to miss this. Charizard. Something that you had. Yeah, Charizard. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to us today, and we'll catch you soon. 